The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cotter. And as that closing bell sounds, the Dow Industrial Average is down 91 points. That's a loss of half a percent. Trading at 18,314. S&P 500 down 14 points, two-thirds of a percent to 2,157. The Nasdaq is down 46 points, nine-tenths of a percent at 5,137. Well, stocks retreated, posting their steepest drop in more than a month. Declines in Pfizer dragged down health care shares and a report raised concerns on the stamp of growth in consumer spending. David Leibovitz, global market strategist to J.P. Morgan Investment Management, on where he's finding value in the market right now. As a long-term investor, I'm always trying to figure out where value is being created. And I think we can all agree that there has been value created in financials globally. I mean, the sell-off we've seen, not every bank is trading at a valuation which is necessarily appropriate given its long-term earnings prospects. So to me, there's an opportunity here, but selection is really key. I mean, am I bottom fishing in Italian banks? No, probably not. In other markets, oil settled at its lowest level in almost four months, falling deeper into a bear market. Right now, West Texas Intermediate crude oil is down 39 cents a barrel. That's a loss of 1%. It's trading at 39.66. Spot gold up $11.80 an ounce at 1371.40. And the 10-year Treasury is down 6.30 seconds with a yield of 1.5437. Among today's top business stories, the world's safest assets are getting too risky for Bill Gross. He's repeating his warning on sovereign debt after a from the U.S. to Australia touched all-time lows in the past month. As growth sees it, the danger of the rally is that any reversal will be painful for investors. Biogen shares rallied up 9.4% after a report by the Wall Street Journal that Merck and Allergan have each considered to take over the biotech company. The journal reported that Biogen may not be interested in a deal. Most automakers reported light vehicle sales that fell short of analyst estimates for July, reinforcing concerns that the auto industry may have peaked with last year's record deliveries. It's 402 on Wall Street. Let's get an update of some of the other stories we're following on Bloomberg Radio. Catherine, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. New York City Police Commissioner William Bratton is resigning. Mayor Bill de Blasio says Bratton will retire next month and that James O'Neill, the department's top chief, will succeed him. Republican presidential nominee Donald Trump told supporters in Ashburn, Virginia today that the country's military isn't up to par. Our military is totally depleted, totally depleted. Our military is not being funded properly. We don't have enough money going, and we need a strong military. President Obama said today that Trump is unfit and woefully unprepared to lead. He said that his controversial statement should give his fellow Republicans pause. This isn't a situation where you have an episodic gaffe. This is daily and weekly where they are distancing themselves from statements he's making. There has to be a point at which you say, this is not somebody I can support for President of the United States. 
A New York congressman says he'll cross party lines and vote for Hillary Clinton. Richard Hanna is the first Republican House member to announce plans to vote for Mrs. Clinton. In an op-ed published on Syracuse.com, Hanna writes that Trump is, quote, unfit to serve our party and cannot lead this country. Hanna plans to retire at the end of the year. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is making available $16 million in funding to fight Zika. The CDC says the money is to, quote, establish, enhance, and maintain information-gathering systems. Global News, 24 hours a day. Powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Mark Crumpton. This is Bloomberg. Catherine? Thank you. And now let's get a quick update of the benchmarks as they begin to settle. Dow Industrial Average down 91 points to 18,313. S&P 500 down 14 points to 2,157. The Nasdaq down 46 points to 5,137. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Move around. Motion creates the motion. I feel the earth move under my feet. You move like they do. I've never seen anyone move that fast. All right, people, let's move like we've got a purpose. Something's called movers and shakers. They cost a little more, but that name cracked me up. Bloomberg taking stock, movers and shakers. With Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. A definitive down day in stocks today. Let's look inside the S&P 500. 88 gainers, 415 losers, two stocks closing unchanged. Welcome back to the show now, our stock editor, Dave Wilson, to kick off movers and shakers. You know, I don't often mention the same stock two days in a row. I'm going to do it this time, though, and it's Biogen. You know, yesterday, the shares were up more than 4%. They licensed a uh, treatment for spinal muscular atrophy from Ionis Pharmaceuticals. Today, the stock had an even bigger gain after the Wall Street Journal reported that Merck and Allergan have each considered a takeover of the biotechnology company. The report cited people familiar with the matter, and all this comes less than two weeks after the resignation of Biogen's chief executive, George Skangos. So, Allergan and Pfizer, well, let's, I should say Merck, let's, let's be precise there. Uh, well, they didn't, uh, comment on the report. Uh, Biogen, though, certainly took off. The shares rose 9.4% in today's trading. I'll just tell you about the shares of Electronic Arts. They are higher by more than 1% after just reporting, uh, quarterly results. Uh, the company looking for a fiscal year 2017 earnings per share of $2.56. They previously had estimated $2.53. The estimate was even lower, was two forty seven. So the company raising its guidance, uh, that's for the whole fiscal year of uh, 2017. Uh, the company reported a second quarter loss of $0.17 cents a share. The estimate was previously for 39 cents of loss, uh, the company beating results there as well. The company reporting also digital uh, revenue 
of $568 million. Uh, that compares to estimates of $532 million. Once again, the shares of Netflix, of uh, rather electronic arts, uh, right now, though, uh, trading unchanged. Previously, we're up about 1%. Just have to take a look at the retailers uh, today. Some of the nation's biggest reporting their biggest, or excuse me, suffering their biggest intraday declines since May. We can look at Macy's down 7.25%, Kohl's down nearly 8%, Nordstrom down nearly 7%. Uh, actually, uh, the slowdown has forced retailers to be more aggressive with markdowns, according to Cleveland Research. The National Retail Federation is predicting a rise in back-to-school budgets, and Commerce Department's uh, data from June show that households dipped in their savings today to fuel their spending. But these reports about a slowdown and uh, less uh, less. Uh, business from some uh, the anniversary sale at Nordstrom. I remember that well growing up in the Pacific Northwest. This is according to Detweiler Fenton, all whaling on retailers today. Travel stocks took quite the hit today. Let's focus on the airlines, specifically Delta. And they came out uh, with uh, June and actually July figures for uh, revenue. And uh, the revenue from each seat and mile flown dropped by 7%. That was after a June decline of 5%. Delta cited excess capacity on transatlantic routes, along with price cuts and currency losses. Delta shares falling 7.8%. And its biggest rivals lower as well. American down almost 6%. Southwest off 4%. And United Continental with a loss of 6.25% today. Shares of Fitbit are trading lower by about 2% uh, after the close as they report quarterly results. The company is saying that in the second quarter they earned 12 cents a share compared to an estimate of analysts by, uh, of th- 11 cents, so they beat by a penny. They also confirmed their sales and profit guidance for fiscal year 2016. Once again, the shares of Fitbit right now, though, down uh, 4%. may have to do with the gross margins. They're saying uh, gross margins will be between 48 and 49%. Quickly, Avon up 14%, Pim. I know it's a company you follow closely. Uh, the most uh, in more than five months. Second quarter profit, topped analyst. Avon calling today with some good news. And it's time now for the Volatility Index Report. It's brought to you by CBOE VIX Options and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOE VIX Options and Futures. See disclosures. Learn more at cboe.com slash powerful outcomes VIX. The VIX moving higher today, up more than 7.5%, up 0.97, settling at 13.41. Just an interesting note from uh, Peter Cheer. Uh, frequent guest on the program saying that uh, there's a spiral effect that if you're investing or you're running an, a leveraged ETF, uh, ET, uh, exchange traded product that bets on the movement of the VIX, uh, that you'd need to buy more at the close as the VIX moved higher as it did today. All right, Dave, you're up. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Dave. Wilson, where are you? Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? We're going for the price on Wilson. Open up the door. It's Dave. Who? Dave. Hey, Mr. Wilson. Texas Roadhouse. No big profits stopping there, Dave. 
No, not this time around. Now, this restaurant chain promotes hand-cut steaks made from scratch, side orders, and fresh-baked bread. The company operates in every U.S. state except Hawaii and also has locations in the Middle East, Taiwan, and the Philippines. Texas Roadhouse has been publicly traded since 2004, ticker TXRH. Now, between November 2008 and last month, the share surged more than 12-fold and set a record. Put another way, they had a long way to fall, and that's what they did today after Texas Roadhouse released second quarter results. Now, earnings beat the average analyst estimate in the Bloomberg survey. Thing is, though, they reflected a 7% drop in the cost of beef. Other issues raised concern among some analysts. One is that sales growth at restaurants opened more than a year slowed as the quarter progressed. Another is that wages increased at a faster pace, pointing to higher labor costs down the road. Against that backdrop, shares of Texas Roadhouse suffered their biggest one-day loss since the company went public. They dropped almost 12.5% in today's trading. Thank you very much, Dave Wilson, Bloomberg Stocks Commerce. You can follow Dave on Twitter at the one Dave and send him an email at dwilson at bloomberg.net to sign up for his daily free email newsletter. It will help make you a smarter investor. This is Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, my co-host Kathleen Hayes. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Anshin Block & Anshin, named the best accounting firm in North America for the sixth year in a row by Hedgeweek.com. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.